Father, we thank you because we know that you are God and we know that you are in control. We know that we can trust you and that you're trustworthy. We thank you uh, that you are the creator, the one who created all things. You are you have authority over all things. You're working in the midst of all things, and we trust you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity that we have now to hear from your word. And Lord, I just pray that in a mighty and a powerful way that you will speak through me. And I pray that each and every one of our hearts will be open and attentive to receive what it is that you have to say um, through your word. And I pray that we will um, respond in faith and humility to the word that is able to save our souls. Lord, I pray um, that just like the rain is falling, that your word would go forth and satisfy our hearts. Lord, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know, many of you will probably see I included an extra sheet today um, along with the notes for the message. Um, but the, the reason why I did this, um, you'll be able to kind of look at this sheet. I, I typed out for us um, today's passage in Genesis chapter 1. And the reason why I wanted to do that is I wanted to show us... Um, Give us a little picture of how the book of Genesis and the whole Bible was originally written. The Holy Spirit led Moses as he read as he wrote Genesis, um, not to write it with chapters and verses, um, but primarily through different phrases. And one of the things that I that I hope to highlight and to show us, and this was something that was made apparent to me, um, I was listening to a podcast a while ago and it was highlighting this truth, but I, I, I want us to just take note of how many times the word and is used in this text. So this, is, this text is from Genesis chapter 1, and you'll read it in your Bible, but by... Putting it in this format, you can see that the Holy Spirit led Moses particularly to use the word and over 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 again. The reason for this is that when Genesis and really the whole Bible was written, most people weren't, um, weren't able to read. It was very much so an oral culture. And so the way that the Holy Spirit led Moses and the other authors of the Bible to write the Bible was in a way that it could be read over and over again with, um, with helps so that people could memorize it easily. So that's why there's so many ands. It was written in such a way that it could be meditation. And, 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 and. 
And it's interesting because most of the times that we read the Bible, we don't keep that in mind. We think of it in in sentences and paragraphs. But in a very real sense, when the Holy Spirit led the authors to write it, they were thinking in phrases that could be easily memorized and meditated upon. So, um, and then you'll see also, I highlighted a few key phrases that that are repeated over and over again. It's making an incredibly important point for us as we do it. And so, as I read it, I will read it in such a way that it highlights the the meditation aspect of this text. Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. And let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse. And separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening And there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under under the heavens be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth. And the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed. And fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds. And trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs, and for seasons, and for days, and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. 
So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. This is the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the incredible privilege that we have to hear your word. And I pray now that you will speak mightily to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 says this. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. What a great passage for a day like today. The rain's coming down. And it's so wonderful of the Holy Spirit to lead Isaiah to to write this for us from the very mouth of the Lord using the illustration of the rain and of the snow and saying that they come to the earth and they fulfill the purpose for which they were sent to water the earth. So in the same way is God's word, which comes from his mouth. And he makes a promise that it will not return empty, but will accomplish what he sent it forth to do. He's making the point that his word is authoritative. It's powerful. And when Yahweh, the one true and living God, speaks, things happen. It's powerful. A 
A couple of weeks ago, we started our study in the book of Genesis. And as we started, we took two weeks to go through the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And through that, we were highlighting the greatness and grandness of who God is. And that He is worthy to be thanked and worshipped just because of who He is. As the Creator, He is set apart from His creation. He's eternal. He's infinite. He's, he's unchanging. He's immutable. He's worthy to be acknowledged and thanked. And then two weeks ago, we talked about how He created all things. And by the very fact of Him creating, it makes it so that He is the authority over all things. And He is worthy to be honored and to be acknowledged and to be thanked. In today's passage, we see that He is not only worthy to be honored and thanked just because of who He is and because of what He has done, but He is worthy to be honored and thanked because of how He speaks. Because of His Word. And we see within the account of creation in Genesis 1 that His Word is authoritative and it is powerful. It was my hope that in giving you these sheets of paper, it would highlight it. Because you see what is highlighted in blue is every time it says, and God said. And just in these few verses, and, and in the coming weeks we'll continue on and we'll get to the rest of His creation, but in just these few verses, seven times it says, and God said. So on page one of the Bible, the Holy Spirit through Moses is impressing upon the hearers the importance of God's Word. To all who would listen, He is impressing upon them the importance of the authoritative, powerful Word of God. And that when He speaks, something happens. Because not only does it seven times just in these few verses repeat, and God said, look at the yellow. And God saw that the light was good. And then you go down, and God saw that it was good. And God saw it was good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. Six times. Repeated, and God saw that it was good. But also, if you look at the green, and it was so, 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 five times he repeats, and God said, and it was so, and God saw that it was good. This can't be said about anyone else. 
Because no matter how much authority someone has, and no matter how eloquent they are, it can never be said of them that every single time they speak, that what they speak comes into existence. But here in Genesis, as we are introduced to the God of all things, we are introduced to the one whose word is authoritative and powerful. And when he speaks, something happens. His word doesn't return void. It doesn't come back empty. As the rain comes down and it fulfills the purpose of nourishing the land, so God's word goes forth and it accomplishes His purposes. But His purposes are good. And we see that being repeated. And God saw that the light was good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw it was good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, we are introduced really to a scene almost that could be best described as somewhat chaotic. It says, The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. A place without form, a place that is void, dark, and it's into this setting that God speaks. And His Word breaks the silence, it breaks the darkness, it breaks the void, it breaks the formlessness, it breaks the emptiness. And as you continue on in Genesis chapter 1, it goes through the six days of creation. And the incredible part and the incredible aspect of the six days of creation is the first three days really speak to the Lord by His Word taking something that was formless and bringing structure. In chapter 2, in verse 2, it says it was formless. So in the first three days, as God speaks, He brings form to something that there was no form. And then in the next three days, we see how the Lord fills His creation. And day one corresponds with day four. Day two corresponds with day five. And day three corresponds with day six. In day one, the Lord 
creates light. And he makes a separation between light and darkness. So he creates a form. He creates structure. And day four, he creates the sun, the moon, and the stars. That filled the structure of the day and of the night. On day two, the Lord creates the heavens. And there's a separation between the heavens and the waters below. And on day five, the Lord fills the heavens and the waters because he creates the fish and the birds. He he brings structure to a formless world and then he fills it. And then on day three, he creates earth and the seas, and then he creates all of the trees and all of the plants and all of the seed-bearing plants that we see around, and then he fills it on day six with living creatures and animals. And, And at the apex, which we will get to in a couple of weeks' time, he creates man. And through all of this, it came as a result of God speaking. Of God's Word. See, God's Word works powerfully to fulfill His good purposes. Trust His Word to fulfill His good purposes today. God's word works powerfully to fulfill his good purposes. Trust his word to fulfill his good purposes today. And there's two parts to this message. And we don't have time to go through both of them this week. And so we will just focus primarily on verses 2 through 13 With the main idea that God's word brings order out of chaos. His word brings order out of chaos. Hold on to his word in the chaos of life. God's word brings order out of chaos. Hold on to his word in the chaos of life. Starting in verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Isn't it incredible that God decided that the first thing he would create was light? Must be important. 
He could have created whatever he wanted to on the first day. In fact, he could have created everything in a second. But he chose to create everything in six days. And on the first day, he created light. And remember, the scene into which he speaks and light appears. A formless world, void, dark. And into this darkness, the word of the Lord breaks and light appears. One commentator says this, Scripture doesn't reveal why God chose to start His creative work with a chaotic mass that was dark, formless, and empty. But the Holy Spirit brooding over the waters would bring order out of chaos and beauty and fullness out of emptiness. And that's what we see. The Lord created light in a dark place. Day two, and God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. I think it's hard for our minds to imagine the earth without the sky, without the heavens above us. It's no small thing to speak heavens into existence. Out of chaos, the Lord brings structure. His word speaks into that, and it brings about structure and order. On the third day, And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. I mean, picture this in your mind. The earth being full of water. And there's the heavens now. And the Lord just speaks. He says, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together. Into one place. And let the dry land appear. That's incredible to envision within our minds. That the whole globe is full of water. And the Lord speaks. Mountains start to appear. The prairies, islands, and 
out of chaos, the Lord speaks and He brings structure and He brings order. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. God called it that. And the waters that were gathered together, He called seas. And God saw that it was good. He had the authority to name both the earth and the seas. And then picture this. And God said, let the earth sprout. Vegetation. Plants yielding seed. He, he, he created plants to reproduce. There was seed within the plants. And what an incredible thing for us to just go and study plants and to think that our God spoke them into existence. Ponderosa pie. There it is. And, and you think about the thousands and thousands and thousands of species of plants and all the Lord did was just speak. And they came to existence. Plants yielding seed and fruit trees. Bearing fruit in which is their seed. Duncan knows a thing or two about fruit trees. And there's so many different kinds of fruits all over the world, but the Lord just speaks it into existence. Each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so, the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. It happened. The Lord spoke, and it was so. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Out of chaos, the Lord spoke and there was order and there was structure. There, it went from being a place that was formless to a place that was in the greatest form that could ever be imagined. The greatest order, the greatest structure that could be imagined. And it all came from God speaking. See, God's word works powerfully to fulfill his good purposes. Trust his word to fulfill his good purposes today. Day one, the Lord spoke into existence light. This light that he created was pointing forward to another light. In John chapter 1, it's a passage that many of us are familiar with, but I want us to read this. 
Because there is an incredible correlation to Genesis 1 and John chapter 1. It says this. In the beginning. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Genesis 1.1, in the beginning. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and then listen to this, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. The light is a him. So the light that was created on day one was pointing forward to He who is the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him, the light, and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from the fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, has made him known. See, the world was in an utter chaos. Sin had wrecked and brought about destruction. And into the darkness of this world, the true light of the world came. Jesus. John chapter 8, once again he says, I am the light of the world. And the incredible truth is that not only did Jesus come into the world as the light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6, it becomes a whole lot more personal. For God... Who said, let light shine out of darkness? 
that happened on day one, didn't it? Let there be light. He said it. His word. Let there be light. Out of darkness. It says this. Has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. See, God's word brings order out of chaos. It did in the very beginning on day one when God spoke and there was light. God's word, Jesus, who is the word, he's also the light. He came into the chaos of this world and he brought order and he brought structure when he came to make us right with God. But it's also personal. In the chaos of our lives, God's word brings structure. Brings order, brings hope, brings light. And as we turn to Jesus, who is the light of the world, He shines light in the darkness of our lives. Maybe there's someone here who has never come to that point of trusting fully in Jesus Christ who is the light of the world and turning to Him and in your heart trusting in Him to save you from your sin, to come into the midst of the chaos in your heart and to forgive you and to cleanse you and to make you right with God. Today is the day Jesus is the light of the world and He can bring structure and form in the chaos of your heart. And I challenge you to look to Him and believe in Him today. Believe God's Word in your heart and let it speak to and minister to the chaos inside. For us as believers, we have come to the light of the world, to to Jesus. We have heard God's word and we have experienced being made new. But at times, the things of this world are heavy. And the darkness of this world seems to creep in. And the stresses and the burdens are heavy to bear. And if we're totally honest, we feel like things are just out of control. Kind of like the world was before the Lord spoke into existence all these things, formless and void. God's word is powerful. And as we sit under His Word, it's amazing how He can speak to the chaos in our life. 
to the struggles that we face each day. I want to challenge us as a church to continually sit under God's word. What an incredible blessing. The one who spoke and the world came into existence spoke through his word and we get to be recipients of it. Is there any greater privilege than that? Faithfully, I want to challenge us to sit under God's word, to read God's word, to let the Lord speak through his word and trust him to work in the midst of the chaos that we face in our lives. See, God's word acts powerfully to fulfill his good purposes. We see that in creation. In the first three days, we see that his word brought order out of chaos. Hold on to his word in the midst of the chaos. Trust his word to fulfill his good purposes today. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word powerfully works to fulfill your good purposes. Through your word, fulfill your good purposes in us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.